Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, Recorded live. Anything wrong. I said, Robert, this, this, this would have been a miracle. 
for me to have said something wrong, for me to have been caught in my words where I was, that would have been a miraculous catch too. So things we're going to look at a little different slant on miraculous catch tonight. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we give you all glory. We give you all honor. We give you all praise. Thank you for being our way maker, our sustainer, our healer, our deliverer. Thank you, Father, for being our very strong tower, for being everything we need. But even your chastisement of us is not always. I heard the songwriters say that trouble don't last always. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being all of these things and more to us and little children. We need you, Father. We can't do anything without you. So we thank you this evening because through you we can do all things. Through Christ you can do it. Brother, sister, son, daughter, mother, father. We can do it through Christ. We ask Heavenly Father that you would speak into our heart and into our mind this evening words, edification, uplift, strength, encouragement. Whatever needs to be said to your people. Pray, Father, that you will use this earthly body a word to your people. These blessings and all others we count done in the mighty, glorious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And God's people, amen. amen. Mark chapter 12, verse 13. Verse 13 on down to verse 17. Deal with Jesus knowing the hypocrisy of the Pharisees and the Herodians. Two groups that were trying to get together in order that they may catch Jesus in something that he said. He said one thing, he defended the Pharisees. He said the other thing, he defended the Herodians. So they kind of wiggled themselves and manipulated the situation to catch Jesus 
in his words. And we're talking about the miraculous gift. Because what would have been a miraculous, what would have been miraculous if Jesus had been stupid enough to fall for these men's schemes? How God is too wise to scheme, too wise for foolishness of men. And this is one of the reasons why we want to get closer to him. Because as his wisdom begins to seep into our being, we too will become too wise. Fall for men's tricks and traps. Chapter 12 starts out dealing with parables. Parable of the vineyard. Jesus gave such a enlightening interpretation of scripture, interpretation of parable that the religious leaders who were looking at him, listening to him, knew that he was talking about them. The Bible says then the chief priest in verse 12, 12 and 12, says then the chief priest, the teachers of the law, the elders, looked for a way to arrest him because they knew he had spoken the parable against them. But they were afraid of the crowd, so they left him and went on their way. Now, that little thing right there, whether you know it or not, children of God, it is what made the chief priest, teacher of the law, the elders, bad leaders. Now, they were the leaders of the people. They were the teachers, they were the explainers of the word, they were the ones who ministered, but that one character flaw made them bad leaders. You said, Father, what was that character flaw? The scripture said they were afraid of the crowd. And I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice, the only way you can make for a good leader is that you are not afraid of those you have been commissioned to lead. A husband can't be afraid of his wife if he's going to leave. Parents can't be afraid of their children if they're going to leave. Pastors can't be afraid, afraid of the congregation if they're going to leave. Well, now, this is leave well. Apostles can't be afraid of the pastors if they're going to leave. What? Well, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, the elders, these individuals were afraid of the crowd. Now, when you're afraid of the group that you are supposed to be leading, what ends up happening is you start making decisions out of fear. 
out of fear for the group, not decisions that are best for the group, or not decisions that need to be made for the group, but because you are afraid, because they were afraid. See, Jesus was never afraid of any group he had to lead. That was one of the reasons why he was the best leader there has ever been. He was never afraid. He wasn't afraid of the Pharisees. He wasn't afraid of the teachers of the law. He wasn't afraid of the scribes. He wasn't afraid. You never read where Jesus was afraid. The Bible says,
Pay no attention to who they are. Teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Then they ask them a question. Now, wise man told me years ago, he said, son, sometimes we tell on ourselves. Sometimes we tell. A lot of times we tell on ourselves. You say, Apostle, what are you saying to us? Here these Pharisees and these Herodians knew all of this about Jesus. He was a man of integrity. He wasn't swayed by others. He paid no attention to who they are. He taught the way of God in accordance with the truth. In other words, they knew of his character. But the question becomes, they knew all of this. Why were they not following him? See, we can learn, we can learn just as much about you by what you don't choose as by, as by what you choose. I can learn just as much about you by what you don't choose as by what you choose. They chose not to follow Jesus, yet acknowledging that they knew all of what? All of this. All of these character traits. All of these things, and everything they have just mentioned is what makes for a believer. But yet they chose not to follow. I want to encourage you now. You, you know somebody is preaching the truth. You know somebody telling what to do, and you choose not. See, because when you don't choose that, if you don't choose this to follow, which they did then the question you've got to ask yourself is, what have I really chosen to follow? If you know that Jesus, there was a man of integrity, and you choose not to follow, that means you've chosen not to follow a man of integrity. You've chosen not to follow a man of integrity or inner righteousness. If you know Jesus is not swayed by others, then you have chosen to follow individuals that are swayed by others. If you've chosen not to follow Jesus, who paid no attention to who men are, then that means you've chosen to follow men who be paying attention to who folk are and tailoring and trying to say things so that they don't offend certain See, you got to understand, by, by not choosing Jesus, what, what did you choose? See, some of you all have to understand my voice. You, 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 you haven't chosen salvation then you need to understand you've chosen hell. You haven't chosen to follow Jesus. That means you've chosen to follow behind Satan. Jesus said it like this. He that is not for me is against me. There's only two ways in this thing. If two ways in this thing. If you choose not to do things the right way, that means you've chosen to do things the wrong way. If you've not chosen good friends, then you've chosen bad ones. It's just simple. If you've chosen not to tell the truth about something, you've chosen to lie about it. So here these leaders were, knowing these character traits about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and still choosing not to follow him. I want to encourage you. If you know something is good, if you choose not to eat foods that are good for you, then you, you need to know you've chosen to eat foods that are bad for you. 
Then they ask, and then they hit him with the question. They hit him with the the, the, the trap question, thinking they're gonna get it. They said, "Now, is it right to pay the imperial imperial tax to Caesar or not?" All of that buttering up and flattery and you know all of that to try to ask this question here because they wanted to trap. Jesus in his work. We're talking about the miraculous case. It would have been miraculous if Jesus would have failed for this. It would have been miraculous. Is it right? Faith, the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or should we not? But the Bible says Jesus knows that knew that box. You got to understand that. Under the sound of my voice, Jesus knows all about the fathers. He knows. He knows all of the right in us, all of the wrong in us. And the beautiful thing about God, and God is dealing with me on this right now, He says, Robert, I know everything about you. I know everything about everyone. And God says, I still love them. I know all of you all your evil, all your right, all your wrong, all the truth in you, all the lies in you, and I still love you. The Bible says love, come on somebody, covers multitudes of sin. We thank God today for his love. Because of in spite of what we don't do, in spite of our sins, in spite of our wrongdoings, he still loves us. He still has a destiny for us. He still works all things together for our good because we love him. What a mighty God we serve. The Bible says Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Well, just like he knows ours. Won't just add it. He know everybody. <laughs> That's the thing about Jesus. He know everybody's hypocrisy. But he asked him, he said, why are you trying to trap me? He asked. He said, bring me a denarius. Let me look at it. They brought the coin, and Jesus asked them, whose image is this? Whose image? Whose inscription? Who, 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 who wrote all this stuff in? Who, who wrote all this stuff? And they replied, Caesar. In other words, Jesus said, look, y'all trying to get me in, involved in a whole bunch of stuff that I ain't, I ain't real big on. That ain't real important to me. Who, who, who put this together? Who put this together? Who masterminded this whole thing right here? Who, who, uh, who was the engineer? Who was the architect? The Lord said, who, who did all this? Then Jesus said to them, Give back to Stephen. What is Stephen? Jesus really, he doesn't say whether we should pay the imperial tax or whether we should not pay the imperial tax. Jesus said, Give back to Stephen what is Stephen. If this is all Stephen's stuff, give it back to him. In other words, don't be confusing this, this stuff with God's stuff. I had 
share that with some individuals. I think it was yesterday in regards to the Christian Center. They were asking me about the church being registered with the government. I said, registered with the government? Are the government, is the government registered with us? The church was never meant to be under secular authority. But rather, secular authority was always meant to be under the church. The church don't have to, the church don't have to ask us a whole lot of men's questions. Men that answer the church's questions. Jesus said, don't get this thing confused now. Give back to Caesar what is Caesar. And if you give to God what is God. Now, you have to make the determination as to what is Jesus huh? yes. and what is God. Jesus said, look, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put, this, I'm gonna put this, this, this situation back on you. But y'all try to put it on me and try to get me all hemmed up and all trapped up. Jesus said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it right back on you. Give this number. Give to Jesus what belongs to Jesus and give to God what belongs to God. Now that's what he got. A lot of you don't realize that. A lot of you understand what the Lord had just hit me with a real good. This is what Jesus really got. Why? Because the earth is the Lord and everything in it, the world and those that dwell therein. He founded upon the seas, he established upon the water. In other words, everything and everybody belongs to God. Now, the only way you're going to hear, Jesus, hear what Jesus is saying is you're going to have to have spiritual leaders. They get back to Caesar. What is Caesar? In other words, let you Caesar have his stuff. Now, you've got to make the determination. Are you Caesar's stuff or are you God's stuff? I want to encourage you children of God under, under the sound of my voice. You are not Caesar's stuff. You are God. You are God's son. You are God's daughter. You are God's property. You are God's body. Now, if you live your life thinking that you belong to the Caesar, or you belong to the government, or you white man, or you black man, or you that's, that's your business. The Bible tells me that he whom the Son set what? Free. It's free to be free indeed. Jesus Christ has set you. There are those of you under the sound of my voice that Jesus Christ has set you free. You are God. Never forget that. You don't belong to your mama. You don't belong to your daddy. You don't belong to the government. You know, we are God. We are God's children. We are God's people. We are free to do what God wants us to do. Free to have what God wants us to have. Free to go where God wants us to go. We are free The Bible says the name were amazed. Well, partly amazed because they didn't get caught in this miraculous trap, or this miraculous case. His wisdom was too high. His understanding was too keen to get trapped in some simple little trap laid by me. You gotta understand something about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He knew what we were gonna say before we even said it. He knew what we were gonna do before we 
before we do. He knows what we're going to have before we have it. You need to understand that as far as God is concerned, your life is already lived. Hey, you got there today. I'm trying to live my life doing this and doing that. As far as God is concerned, it's just like your life is already lived because he knows the end from the beginning. God knew before he created any of us what all of us would be, what all of us would do, what all of us would have, where all of us would go. He knows. And after this group, another group came to our track. Jesus never fell into men's tracks. I want to encourage you, child of God. Be wise. Take your time to listen to the Spirit. And you won't fall into men's tracks. It's when we don't listen to the Spirit, or we don't obey the Spirit, or we that we get to fall into stuff praying. But Jesus always listened to the Spirit of God. And fall into trap. Try to catch him. Catch him in his words. Catch him saying something wrong. Catch him, catch him, catch him. What the Lord, one thing the Lord is doing with me on now is that part of the reason why Jesus never did anything wrong was because Jesus never thought anything. Part of the reason why Jesus never said anything wrong was because Jesus never thought Let us control our thoughts and cut down on our mistakes. Cut down on our mistakes in our thinking. And cut down on mistakes and our doing and our doing. God continue to continue to bless you, children of God. May heaven continue to smile on each of you. God bless you.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.